Title card, one year later. Exterior. Ainsworth Ranch, Tennessee, evening. In a rural area on the outskirts of the Memphis City Disc, a medium-sized home and a wooden barn set surrounded by tall grass. Alex Chester Ainsworth, 13, dashes from the home to the barn. Cut to, interior, Ainsworth Ranch, Tennessee, barn, evening. Alex creeps inside to find his father, John Ainsworth, 54 slaving over a mound of papers on a desk at the back of the barn. The computer that accompanies him has seen better days. Dad, Mrs. Susan says dinner's ready. No response. Dad? What? Yeah, all right. I'll be there in a second. She said to say she knew you were going to say that and if you don't come now, she's going to come out here and drag you inside. John releases a big sigh. Cut to, interior. Ainsworth Ranch, Tennessee, house, dining room, moments later. John sits at the table with Mrs. Susan, 67, and Alex. He all but inhales his meal. John, Chester's grades have been improving this semester. Who? He prefers to call him by his middle name. Oh, right. That's great. John goes back to scarfing down his dinner. He loves to ask questions. I think you have a little reporter on your hands. Yeah. Chester, do you want to share with your father? Delicious. Another home run, Mrs. Susan. John wipes his mouth, getting up from the table, and leaves. Fade to, interior. Barn, the next day. John is studying when the phone rings. Into phone. Ainsworth. What? Who? How? A year? John double-checks his surroundings and lowers his voice. Into phone. You sure no one's gonna come looking for him? Is he dangerous? Tomorrow? I can't. I have a son. Wait, no. I'll figure something out. John hangs up the phone and ponders. Fade to, interior, house, dining room, night. The trio have finished dinner. John sits at the head of the table alone. Mrs. Susan enters and begins to clear the table. Sigh. Well, his fever is down. Hopefully it stays that way and he sleeps through the night. You're such a good mother figure to him, Mrs. Susan. Well, you can't replace a young boy's mother. But has a blessing, especially since my own have all flown the coop. I barely hear from them. And after my husband died, it just got so boring in that house by myself. It's such a joy to be active again. Anyway, I have this all cleaned up in no time. If you want to go on to bed, I'll lock up on my way out. Why don't you move in? Alex loves you. He'd be ecstatic to have you around more. I don't know. What about my house? Rent it out. Or get a house sitter. I'll pay for it. I couldn't ask you to do that. You don't have to. Say yes and it's done. You're such a godsend to us. When Alex's mother passed, I thought I'd never see him smile again. I thought I had lost him forever and then, you appeared on our doorstep and changed everything. You gave him permission to be a kid again, to smile again. Please, Mrs. Susan. How about we try it out for a year and see how it goes? A year? Yes, I want you to become a stable fixture while I'm away. Away? You're leaving for a year? I'll be back for Alex's birthday and holidays. I'm finally going to crack the egg, Mrs. Susan. What egg? Celestial representation. How does it work? What makes them tick? Why are they here? 
How are they made? My entire life's work has been leading up to this moment, but I need to know Alex will be in good hands. When I'm done, I'll make sure he'll never want for anything ever again. Mrs. Susan? Say yes. Cut to, exterior. Alex's room, the next day. Tears stream down his face as Alex sits at the window, watching Mrs. Susan wave his father off. He gets into a car and rides into the distance. Alex, then hops in his bed and cries profusely. Moments later, Mrs. Susan enters to console him. Fade to. Begin montage. Alex sitting somberly at the dining room table with opened school books in front of him. Teardrops falling on the page. Alex sitting on the porch of the house alone. Mrs. Susan comes and sits next to him. A happy birthday Alex banner hanging over the dining room. Alex sits opposite the head of the table with the lit numbers 14 on a birthday cake in front of him. Mrs. Susan sets a large toy gun set in his lap. He unenthusiastically, stares straight ahead. His father's empty chair. In a similar vein, a happy Thanksgiving banner hangs above the dining room. Alex stares past a large turkey Mrs. Susan places on the table in front of him. His father's empty chair. Again, a banner hangs above the dining room. It reads Merry Christmas. An even larger toy gun set is placed in front of a disinterested Alex. His father's empty chair. End montage. Fade to, exterior. Ainsworth Ranch, Tennessee, evening. Alex Chester Ainsworth, 14, sits on the porch of the house alone, attempting to fiddle his boredom away with a toy gun. A black sedan drives up the dirt driveway to the house. Alex appears confused. Mrs. Susan, company. Mrs. Susan, 68, exits the house in time to see John Ainsworth, 55, step out of the vehicle's back seat. Alex lights up. He dashes to hug his father. The two have a joyful reunion as Mrs. Susan gleefully looks on. Cut to, interior. House, dining room, later. The trio is seated for dinner. John occupies his usual spot. He eats so fast. There is barely a moment to breathe. Oh my god, Mrs. Susan. Your cooking must have been the one thing I missed the most. With her eyes, she politely gestures to Alex. Aside from this giant over here. Wow, you've been feeding this guy magic beans or what? Hey dad, I'm a journalist now. For Mrs. Bernstein's class, I wrote about the weird taste in our water fountains at school, and I won best young journalist in the entire city. Wanna see? Mrs. Susan? Go ahead. With that, Alex jumps out of his chair and dashes out of the room. Mrs. Susan, I cannot thank you enough. Did you crack that egg you were talking about? I think we did. And Alex will be the proof. Mrs. Susan appears to be perplexed as Alex, excitedly returns with a plaque. He shows it to John. See Dad, even the mayor signed it. Oh wow. This is fantastic. I'm so proud of you, my boy. Fade to, interior. Barn, day. Alex sneaks into the barn to check out the construction of a cylindrical something in the center of the room. He listens to John speak to Max, 30s, one of four guys working, about the contraption. The routine looks good. All the LEDs are hot. When the liquid arrives tomorrow, we will do final checks, make sure there are no leaks. You should be up and running by tomorrow afternoon. Great. Thanks Max. See you guys tomorrow. Max walks off. Alex walks up to John. Dad, what's this? This, son, is the future. I call it the dream tank. It channels celestial representation into anyone you want. 
touching the tank. I did it, Frank. I cracked the egg. To Alex. Want to see inside? John uses an attached ladder to hoist Alex inside the empty tank. This entire tank will be filled with a special liquid. We put a device that can read your thoughts on your head, submerge you and close the lid. You see these tiny circles all around? Like a TV those circles will light up and project your deepest desire all around you. Before you know it, you're the sun on earth. Wow, the sun on earth. I hate to break it to you, dad. Break what to me? If the sun was on earth, it would burn up the earth. Ha 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 ha. Sure, of course, but the sun's representative is just like you and me. You see, Alex, the sun's representative allows the sun to walk the earth without burning it up. But isn't this too small? Too small? Yeah, you'll never fit in here without curling up like a ball. Hee hee hee. Chuckling. I know. That's okay, because it's not for me. It's for you. You, Alex Chester Ainsworth, will be the sun on Earth. And you will save mankind. Cut to interior, Alex's room, night. Alex lies in bed, looking up at the sun that's painted around the light fixture on his ceiling. He hears his father and Mrs. Susan speak his name, then gets up to investigate. Cut to interior, kitchen, moments later. Mrs. Susan sits at the kitchenette table, nursing a cup of tea as John washes dishes with his sleeves rolled up. It will change the world, Mrs. Susan, and my son will be the first. Can you imagine a world with no hunger and no crime? No genocides, no dictators to violate human rights. The third world country will be a thing of the past. Alex will usher in that world. He will be the salvation of the human race. But is it right to play God, John? John sighs with disappointment. What kind of hell are you inviting by messing with God's plan? And how safe is this process really? The first. Are you really willing to gamble your son's life on a science experiment? Don't worry Mrs. Susan. Alex walks into the room. I'm not afraid. My dad is the smartest man in the world. If he says it works, it works. It's going to be okay. Isn't it dad? It's going to be better than okay, son. Tomorrow, you become the hero man your mother always knew you were. Alex smiles. Mrs. Susan huffs before she takes another sip of her tea. Fade to, interior, barn, the next day. Alex is submerged, neck deep, in the tank. The 14-year-old boy wears a wetsuit, breathing apparatus and neuro-receiver transmitter. Mrs. Susan stands by as his father gives him final instructions. When the top closes, it will push you under completely. I will be in your ear, guiding you through. Just relax and let the tank do all the work. Are you ready to become a hero? Alex nods. See you in a minute. John presses a button on the side of the tank. The top closes as he mans his workstation. All right. Here we go. John types a few keys. Oh. Mrs. Susan, I forgot. Can you make Alex his favorite sandwich for when he comes out? The process is very draining and he's probably going to be extremely hungry when it's done. Mrs. Susan affirms and leaves the barn. John watches her until she's out of sight, then continues to type. Cut to, the dream tank. There is no sound. Alex floats in serenity. Then, LED lights start to blink. They construct indiscernible images. John speaks to him through his earpiece. Alex, can you hear me? Just think the answer and I'll know. Back to, John's workstation. Insert. The word yes shows up in a window labeled thought translator on John's computer screen. Good. Now, I want you to focus your mind. Relax. Imagine you are in your bed, 
looking up at the sun on the ceiling. Can you do that? Insert, thought translator, yes. Cut to, the dream tank. The indiscernible, scrambled images start to form one unified image, an image of space. The infinite void, broken up by stars, surround him in every direction. It appears as if Alex is floating in outer space, directly in front of the sun. Good job son. If only your mom could see you now. Suddenly, Alex twitches. The LEDs flash the scene of his mother's death. The surrounding space flashes his old kitchen. The sun becomes his mother's eye as he saw it two years ago, lifeless in a pool of blood. In an instant, the image returns to space. Back to, John's workstation. Insert, a window labeled brain activity shows a spike. John smiles at the screen. At a boy. Insert command window, John types. Isolate memory, define trauma center. Stimulate. Cut to, the dream tank. Alex hears a conversation. Mom, you don't have to be scared. I'll protect you too. I know you will. My little hero man. The LEDs put Alex in the center of his memory of two years ago. In his old bedroom, his mother, Elizabeth Ainsworth, 47, has finished tucking him in. She pulls the door close but leaves a crack. Floating in the tank, Alex squeezes his eyes tightly before he hears. Sound, vigorous movement, a short shriek, a loud pop, a thud. Alex's eyes pop open and it's like he's reliving the memory. The LEDs recreate his first-person experience with flawless clarity. He walks down the stairs and peeping around the corner, notices the broken glass in front of the main entryway to the kitchen. He turns to an adjacent hallway in time to see a dark figure, exit into the kitchen. Mom? Mom? Cut to, John's workstation. John monitors intently. Insert, thought translator, Mom? Mom? He trains his gaze on another window. Insert. Consciousness detector, 100%. 101%. John's eyes begin to bulge. Back to, the dream tank. Alex floats in the center of his memory where he traverses down a vacant hallway, after the dark figure. He reaches the entryway to the kitchen. When he peers inside, he sees the dark figure pointing a gun at his mother. Alex vigorously shakes his head and desperately reaches out his hands. John's workstation. Thought translator. No, no, please. No. The dream tank. The moment Alex steps through to the kitchen, the dark figure pulls the trigger and his mother falls to the ground. John's workstation. Thought translator. Mom, no. Mom. Consciousness detector, 125%. 129%. Cut to, the dream tank. Alex whimpers as the dark figure aims the gun towards him. Back to. John's workstation, consciousness detector, 140%, 156%, thought translator, some hero you turned out to be. The dream tank. The dark figure pulls the trigger and Alex falls to the floor into his mother's pool of blood, facing her wide-eyed corpse. Suspended in the tank filled with liquid, 14-year-old Alex struggles with what he sees. He shakes his head vigorously and claws at his breathing apparatus until it pops out. The pupils of Alex's eyes expand. John's workstation. Consciousness detector, 175%. 192%. Holy shit. Thought translator, no. Cut to, exterior. Barn, moments later. Mrs. Susan is humming a tune as she walks towards the barn with a sandwich on a plate and a glass of milk in hand. 
Suddenly, the roof of the barn explodes, startling the contents out of her grip. The barn leaks profusely as John runs outside. Alex? Alex? He notices Mrs. Susan's gaze is locked on something in the sky. He looks above the barn. It's Alex. Suspended in midair. They both stand in awe. With her eyes bulging. He prefers Chester. Fade to. Title card. Present day. Interior. Ainsworth Estate, California. John's study. Evening. John Ainsworth, 60, explains to James Maddox, 24, a diagram he has projected on a retractable screen. You see, old friend, the process is quite simple. The hardest part is finding a subject with deep trauma. The more intense the trauma, the greater the chance for successful representation. John switches off the projector. Cut to, interior, main hall, moments later. John walks James to the door. What about the materials? A, 24-year-old nigga buying those things is bound to raise some white supremacist eyebrows. You bet your bottom dollar, it would. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> they share a hearty laugh as Chester Rainsworth, 19 emerges from the kitchen. You don't have to worry about that, I'll take care of it. My door is always open to you, Jim. Stop by any time. James shoots Chester a knowing look and a smirk before leaving the residence. Who was that? That was Jim. Who the fuck is Jim? Cut to black. <laughs>